I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk about real estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. And today's episode is one that we have been planning and has been in the works for quite a while. We have been teasing this guest that we have today on the phone with us uh, in all of our past conversations where we've been talking about influence and, and talking about persuasion and effective communication. And the person that we're talking to today is possibly the most qualified person that we could find to talk a little bit more about this and specifically about NLP. Well, you're right, Gabe. I mean, an influence has woven itself into the fabric of this show, you know, with almost every topic that sure. we've talked about. We've talked about rapport and influence. Been two very two themes very central to this entire show. All what 31, 32 episodes. This is thirty two. Yeah, thirty two episodes. So, you know, we're really excited to kind of bring to you what we believe to be the foremost authority on influence itself and talking specifically about a study of influence, neurolinguistic programming. Today we have on the show Mr. Bill Pipes. Bill is a very close friend of mine. He is um, you know, our coach here at JT Pitts and Associates in uh, Remax Premier Properties in Louisville. He is my personal coach. We've been with him about six months. Um, you know, it's going very well. He's helped us implement a lot of things into our business. And we're currently actually studying, uh, about a six month course on neurolinguistic programming. So uh, he teaches it to coaches who teach it. Yeah. Right. I mean, so he's the train the trainer guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he conducts probably 10 to 12, you know, seminars on the basics of NLP at four Tom Ferry coaching, uh, nationwide, I think, as a matter of fact, he'll be in Miami next week. We were in Dallas in December. He travels pretty much one week out of the month teaching a sales edge course throughout the country to the nation's premier agents. So uh, really, really excited. You know, when you get to hear it from the foremost authority, it, it's, it's, really, it's really special. Especially because a lot of our listeners are probably at some kind of baseline aware of NLP at least. And there's a lot of misconceptions that come along with NLP about what its purpose is, how it can be used. And, and some people feel uncomfortable when they talk about, you know, some people think we're talking about manipulation when we talk about programming someone's mind with our words. I mean, that can sound a little bit devious, but I, I'm glad we're talking to Bill of all people, because I really think that he's going to help us understand why this is something that you use to not only make your your sales relationships better, but your relationships across the board better, make you a better communicator, a better influencer without costing you your integrity. No, and absolutely, it can be devious. Let's just not... Absolutely, it's powerful. It's powerful, and any power can be used for bad or for good. And so I'm sure Bill will touch on this. As a matter of fact, I'm certain of it. But uh, it's all about intent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all about intent. You know, a, a professional boxer is a trained warrior. Yep. And if he walks up or he, he or she walks up to someone on the street and uses their craft, Puts it into practice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's dangerous, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay, and this is no different. So, you know, influence is something that should be used 
for positive. Absolutely. Okay. And and there is absolutely skills. I think there are a lot of really good practitioners in our industry that still operate under the assumption that this is all left up to chance. Like there here's the thing, Gabe, and, and I and I'll go to a popular movie reference okay. uh, for, for myself. I mean, maybe it's not popular for everyone else, but the movie Rounders. Okay. You've seen the movie Rounders, Matt I've not Damon. Seen it's the about, movie, but I know of it's the movie. before your time. <laughs> Give me uh, a break. Okay. <laughs> early two thousands, Matt Damon is before Gabe's time. Anyway, no, sorry, Gabe. Sorry. Um I had to get a Yeah, I was born I, in two thousand seven. I, I had just... to get an age dig in. It's like every episode. No, in in that movie, he references um, it's a game of chance. Poker is a game of chance. And that's what most people think is that it's a game of chance, not a game of skill. Right. Right. And the point is made that how is it, if it's such a game of chance, that the same people reach a certain threshold of success within the World Series of Poker year in, year out, mm. year in, year out? How are there multiple winners? You know, when you have 10,000 participants and yet. You know, if you looked at the the finish average finish rate of a, a certain group of professionals, how do they rank such so high at the top? Well, the truth is, is it's not a game of chance. Real estate is not a game of chance. It's not that you get happen to be referred to someone who happens to buy a nice home and then happens to refer you to someone else and you happen to have great rapport with that Zillow lead or Realtor.com lead or somebody walks in your office or calls off a sign. None of that is chance. Mm -hmm. It's all about influence. And if this and if influence is something that you're struggling to develop, this is a really practical tool. Not simple, maybe not the easiest no. thing. I mean, it's a high-level discipline, but this is something, that, a practical tool that you can start to implement to radically change the way that you communicate with other people around you. Yeah, and it first requires that you submit to the fact that this is not a game of chance. Mm -hmm. It's about skill, and if, if, it's, if it is a game of skill, then you should be willing to develop that skill. Anyway, so Bill's, Bill's the guy. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have Bill Pipes to talk about NLP, influence, and the art of effective communication. We'll be right back. And we're back, folks, and I, I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to today's guest. We touched on it just a little bit before the break. Um, today, we have a very, very special guest, someone who is very near and dear to my business and has had a lot of impact, Mr. Bill Pipes. Bill is the head trainer and leader of all national speakers, creator of Sales Edge at Tom Ferry Coaching. His coaching clients average about $1.4 in gross commission income annually, um, and last year, about 178 homes sold. A little bit about Bill's career before he got into coaching is he built a small mortgage company from about 60 employees to over 3,000 in the early 2000s. And he also founded the Titan Referral Network. He's also creator of the Real Success uh, Real Estate Coaching Show that you can find on YouTube and social Bill, thanks so much for joining, man. This has been a long time coming. Appreciate you. Dude, Jay, super, super pumped to actually be on on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Man. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to be too formal, Bill, just because that's probably the last time I will call you, Bill, because we refer to you as something different. We call you Pipes. So pipes. for the yeah. remainder of the episode, <laughs> I will refer to you as Pipes, if that's okay with you. Thank you. All right. Yes, perfect. You, perfect. So, so Pipes, we... we I said this episode has been a long time coming, and I think that's 
principally because Gabe and I have been teasing it for a little while. You know, we had an episode a little while back about having difficult conversations with your clients. We we have talked at large about, you know, building rapport and influence and the role that it plays in real estate. And we've even touched on a specific technique for that known as NLP. And I know you're the master of NLP. You, you've taught our, our team so the principles of NLP and you teach the coaches at Tom Ferry. So why don't you just, for our listeners, set up for me a little bit, what exactly is NLP? So NLP stands for Neuro of the Mind Linguistic Spoken Word Programming something that you do over and over again. And I'll give you like the 30 to 45 seconds um, background and history. It was founded in, ni- in the 1970s by two men, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, um, both of which one was a, a uh, graduate student at the University of California, Santa Cruz, and the other one was his professor. And so what they had decided to do is they found about three or four psychologists, psych- you know, psychotherapists that were incredibly effective at being able to help men and women overcome phobias. And these are men and women that have been in, in therapy for like 10, 15, 20 years, like individuals that could not walk out into the open because they had fear of open spaces or could not even look at a snake or they would, you know, completely shut down. Um, and so what they did is they looked at these therapists that in one session would have the ability to be able to take someone who had a lifelong fear of snakes and by the end of a 45-minute to an hour session, have a large bullet constrictor that was wrapped around them. And they <laughs> wow. said, what do – pretty crazy, isn't it? And they Absolutely. said, what do these men and women do? What does – one of them's name was Milton Erickson. The other one was Virginia Satir. And there's a couple of other ones as well, too. And what they did is they codified exactly what the strategies were that these men and these women were doing. Now, if you do a lot of research on NLP, what you're going to find is you're going to find a lot of that therapeutic base, uh, you know, uh, strategies. And, you know, for us as salespeople, and I, I would imagine most of your, your audience are in some type of sales. And that even if you don't think you're in some type of sales, you're a salesperson because <laughs> mother sells the son, sells their kids, the father sells the family, you know, like there's, there's selling going on all over the place. But um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend the study of John Grinder or Richard Bandler unless, you know, you're a little bit nerdy like me and you like to dig into the background and the history of how all this evolved. Now, what happened was there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Robert Stover, who was, you know, Tom and Matthew and myself teacher, and another gentleman by the name of Kenrick Cleveland that took the teachings of yep. Bandler and Grinder and they transferred them over and said, okay, you know, like our, our clients have phobias, they have fears, they have resistance in sales. How can we use these same techniques and strategies and reframe it so that it's useful and can have strategic, uh, you know, approaches in terms of sales? And so Kenrick Cleveland, Robert Stover, the two of them were really our mentors, right? Like where all of this ultimately came from. And now, you know, the, you know, the, the, the fan has spread out even further with myself or Matthew Ferry or Tom or, you know, sure. uh, one of our great coaches, Javier Mendez that, Mendez, that have just really dug into this and now teach it into the larger world of selling for no. salespeople. Absolutely. And, you know, if, for our listeners out there that, you know, may have heard some of these names, may have, may have not. Um, search them on YouTube. There's all sorts of videos out there. I was recommended, uh, even actually prior to Bill and I coaching together by Tom Ferry to look into Kenrick Cleveland. There's all sorts of YouTube videos out there about, 
you know, him using the principles of NLP to gain influence and help people. And th- and I think I think that's probably where I'd like to go next, Bill, is this is potentially a dark art. Okay. Um, but mm-hmm. the the teachings um are meant to be used for for good for the 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 genesis of it all was to help people get over phobias. Why don't you talk yeah. talk just a little bit about um what could go wrong potentially if not the purest of intentions are used when ma- when someone has mastered sure. this thing. Dude, so I'm going to I'm going to nerd out for a second and if there's <laughs> any Star Wars Star Wars fans out there, I always when I'm on stage teaching this, I it's something I have to lean into because you can go dark side on this. And it's sort of like the force. There is no good. There is no bad. There's just the intention behind the strategy. And the intention that you have in using the strategy determines ultimately whether it's influence and and service or uh, manipulation and selfishness. So you've got to have this intention, you've got to have this service-based mindset that the reason that you use NLP, and, I, and really, Jay, one of the things I'd like to do today on the call is really demystify sure. neuro-linguistic programming, because people hear NLP and they think it's some like, you know, uh, you know, some incredible science and art, but it's really basic fundamental things that we do in nat- natural everyday life. It's just becoming aware of the, that there is a strategy to do it. So you've got to have, you got to start number one, with this service-based mindset that I'm using this to serve my clients, not to serve myself. Otherwise, it feels it, it can feel slimy, it can yeah. feel manipulative, and it leaves you as the user of the techniques in a space where it just doesn't feel good. You don't right. feel like you you know you just you just feel gross. Right, because you're manipulating. No one likes to be manipulated, and no one really likes to manipulate either. When you get no. down to it, yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like this is something that obviously you do. We're talking about putting NLP into practice. Is this is this all in the words you say, or is this something that you have to be face to face to do? How how do you actually use NLP when when you're communicating with somebody? So the basis, and if we go to Milton Erickson, okay, who really, if you look at the foundation for NLP. He is the, the grandfather of all this. He is, you know, the, the originator. Um, Milton Erickson uh, utilized what's called mirroring and matching. Okay. And what mirroring and matching is, is where you notice exactly the behavioral style of the other person that either you're talking to over the phone or that you're in person with, and you align yourself with their behaviors. Because what I gave, what, what I think everyone needs to understand is human beings are just energy. That's all that we are, right? We're, we're bundling vibrations of mass. It might um, be the deepest and, we've ever gone on the show, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm tracking with you. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you, and guys, everyone on this call has felt it. You, you've been on a presentation before sure. with some individuals and it, you just felt like, wow, we energetically, there is just a disconnect. That disconnect is a, is a misalignment in terms of the energy that you have, right? And energy shows up in multiple different forms. It shows up in our rate of speech. It shows up in the tonal qualities that we have. It shows up in the body posturing. It shows up in, you know, are we a loud talker or a soft talker? All of those are nothing more than energetic posturing that a person has that's based upon the background, and this is critical, based upon the background and history 
i.e. the programming that that person has received all of their life from childhood all the way to adulthood. And I hope I didn't like that. That wasn't too. Like, no, that easy, makes sense. Yeah. You know, but I, I just want like I, when I say energy, it's not some woo woo bullshit thing. It is just that's what we are. You know, we're we, you know you get into quantum physics, human beings are vibrating masses of energy, and we're attracted energetically to those things that are similar to ourselves. So, what happens when you mirror and match somebody? When when you're matching their energy, what happens when you're communicating with them in that instance? So the end result is this: the reason that you want to do this is plain and simple to remove resistance out of the sales process or to remove resistance out of any relationship. When you align yourself with someone else's rate of speech, if they speak quickly and you speed up and speak at their same pace or they speak slowly or they have a certain cadence to their voice or they cross their arms, when you do that on an unconscious level, and that's the thing that I want you guys to, to everyone to understand is, this isn't like a conscious recognition system where someone's going, oh, you know, like this person speaks the same way as me. It's on an unconscious level that the mind is always sizing people up. Sure. Now, this is the second principle that I want everyone to understand. The first, first really is, you know, you've got to align energetically. The second is that the mind is constantly sizing people up for similarities and differences. Now, why does it do that? The reason that the mind does that is because the mind's primary job is to make sure that you survive. That's it, right? And if we come across something that someone that is similar to us, right, and our unconscious scans them, right, and looks at similar behaviors and says, yep, this person is an 80% match, 90%. I'm sure it doesn't do percentages, but who knows, maybe it does. And then all of a sudden, if we go, this person is more similar to me than different in their behaviors, then I can let my guard down, I can trust them, and I don't need to actually resist. Hmm. No, and I think it's important to understand because, you know, we may lose some people um, when we talk about this as a sales technique, but this is more than just sales. I mean, the the uh, you touched on it earlier, Bill, like... It's any time you're hoping to gain influence. It's any time you're hoping to affect a desired outcome. I mean, everyone has things they want. Everyone tries to persuade in their daily life. So even if this isn't trying to help someone get out of their own way to make a decision they want to make in purchasing of a home or whatever, you know, this could be trying to, you know, get your spouse to agree with you on the restaurant you want to go to for dinner. Sure. Um, everyone yep. affects this kind of change in their daily communication. So I, I don't want to lose people because they think it's slimy sales tactics. Like you said, Bill, yep. this is just simple, effective communication. Um, yeah. And do, do you want to have closer connections in all the relationships in your life? That's absolutely. Really it. Absolutely. Okay. So l- little gear shift here. And I, and I like that you went, you went, you went basic and tactical there on the first two points, the, the themes, if you will, of NLP. Um, so I, we, we, I'm sure we have some listeners that may be thinking, um, I know people that are naturally persuasive, okay, in my life. I know salesmen, either it's myself or it's, you know, the, the salesman, you know, in the office next door to mine that just kind of seems to work for them. So I know this can be taught, but just how natural of a, uh, of a uh, skill, uh, of a gift, uh, you know, of a talent, are, are certain people bestowed with? I mean, how how much should we index towards natural talent when it comes to persuasion, NLP, 
uh, mirroring and matching, I think, is something that it's absolutely innate to some people. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Is it something that can be taught and executed at the highest level, or or must there be some baseline talent available? So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little Gary V, and then I'm gonna go non Gary again. So absolutely, uh, and for, for hopefully all the listeners recognize the name Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm pretty um, sure. You know, one of the things one of the things that, that Gary talks about is that there needs to be some natural DNA, right? Yes. Um, if, if you get someone who is you know doesn't like being around people, loves to sit in front of a computer, you know enjoys crunching numbers. If they have the opportunity, would rather stay in their office and not have conversation. Um, you know, it, it's it, can it be taught? Yes, but is it going to be a major challenge? Absolutely. I think that people need to lean into their natural strengths and talents. Okay, um, so I think that there is a component of it that is DNA. I think there's a component of selling um, and influence that certain people have a greater propensity to, um, and that other people have to work really hard at. Okay. That being said, I believe also anyone can be taught how to be more influential, period. It just, some people are going to be able to gravitate easier towards it. Other individuals are going to have a bit more of a challenge. Well, and it's, I know we've talked about this in the past pipes is this is something that just like anything else in life that you want to learn, it comes down to practice. I mean, if somebody is willing to put themselves in front of people uh, and they're more comfortable having conversations as far as their daily life, they're going to get more opportunities to practice these techniques and get better where someone who is struggles to either get on the phone with people or, or talk to strangers, they're maybe not going to have opportunities to refine these skills. I mean, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. And, and you know what, Gabe, there's, there's a key, I mean, because we're coaching right now, and you guys are, you know, learning NLP, you're learning uh, Milton Erickson, they're called uh, Ericksonian language patterns, because one of the other pieces of NLP is, is naturally to, to speak in a certain language, right? Where if I use the word just like I did naturally, then it's called a presupposition. Everything after it presupposes that it's going to be natural. If I say, you know, you know, uh, the more that you think about becoming influential, the easier it is for you to recognize that you need to have some type of a strategy. That that language pattern, the more you do X, the the easier it is Y. It's called a double bind. So there's patterns that you can use, but 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 behind that is, do you have the desire? Because if you don't have the desire to improve the relationships in your life or to become a, a greater salesperson or to become more influential, then, you know, like you're not going to you're not going to put yourself in those situations to practice. I'm so glad you mentioned that, too, because I'm sure we have some listeners that that are willing to put themselves in these situations. And it's something that I hear a lot. There are some people that don't necessarily feel like they have a problem talking to people. You know, they they're energetic, extroverted type of people. But for whatever reason, they find themselves not being able to establish rapport with potential clients or or people that they'd like to earn business from. And they feel like when they go into these presentations, they're nailing it. They're hitting all the finer points. They, they feel like they're making a connection. And when they walk away, they're not getting the business. If you, as an expert practitioner, had to just with a broad brush say, what do you think the one thing is that most people are doing wrong when they think they're doing everything right? What would that be? So I would, I would go twofold on this. Number one, I would say that they're not aware of the person that they're presenting to. That they, most people come in and they have their one way of presenting. Okay. They have their one way of prospecting. They have their one way of connecting. And if you're doing it your way, then, and, and, and you're not adjusting yourself, 
then you're only going to appeal to a small portion of the population that's out there that has the similarities and behaviors that you have. Right? I think you've got to you've got to give yourself the opportunity to become aware and to observe other individuals and to look and to say, okay, so you know, how quickly are they speaking? What is their cadence? What are they doing with their body language right now? Um, are they more analytical in in their thinking? So you've got to become aware and 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 not just have your stick. Now, number two is this. Let's say that you've got that that salesperson who is you know very gregarious, extremely energetic, and they come across someone that's more analytical, right? or they come across someone that is more process and detail oriented, or that has a lower level of energy. If that person that salesperson comes in super, super, super high energy, then it's going to be a mismatch, right? And they could be saying all the right things, you know, have a great presentation, but in the world of the person they're presenting to, that person who could be a little bit lower energy, could be a little bit more analytical would look at this and go, yep, just another freaking cheesy salesperson. Okay. So it's awareness, number one, and number two, alignment. Now, here's what I will say as well. Okay? There is no such thing as a difficult client, only a salesperson that lacks versatility. Mm. And let's say that again. There is no such thing, no such thing as a difficult client, only a salesperson who lacks the versatility to be able to connect with that client. And I know some of you are listening right now going, well, you don't know some of the clients that I work with, right? <laughs> this is true. However, there's somebody out there that can actually connect with that person. So it's our job, not the client's job, right? It's our job to be able to actually meet them where they are. And that's something we teach our coaches, which you know, at Tom Ferry is, hey, you got to meet the client where they are to be able to lead them to where they want to go. The same thing's true because coaching is nothing more than selling someone on a strategy, the possibility of, of who they can become, the vision of where they can go. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I a thousand percent agree. I think, you know, a, a little add on to that is understand sometimes, sometimes these, you know, knowing where the client is, is circumstantial, you know, dealing with an expired seller is very different than a wide eyed first time to the market kind of seller and approaching that and understanding the circumstances of it and molding your rapport building efforts and your presentation to those circumstances really helps as well. Because that's, that's, I think Gabe, that's to your point. I made the perfect presentation. I, I, I may have even known the client, but I didn't understand the circumstances. Sure. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Bill, um, I, I think this is super, super valuable. And so far, okay, we've talked, um, you know, kind of theory. Okay. And, and we've talked about, you know, kind of the motivation and why, and, and some kind of, innate qualities and some kind of, you know, um, kind of things that, that need to be understood when you're approaching an NLP type situation. Now I want to get like super tactical. Like you, you talked about double binds and different presuppositions. You know, I know you've taught us on anchors and embedded commands and all those types of things. Okay. So what is it that you would say, um, to someone who probably doesn't have six months to go through a training course and they want to implement something in the appointment they have this afternoon. This afternoon. Yeah. Okay. This afternoon. Let's, this, let's go tactical. Use it like immediately. Super right? tactical. What's something that you What's one or two th- or three things that you can give them that they can implement immediately? Yeah. 
So, no, okay, I'll go super easy. Anytime I teach NLP, which is a lot, um, the first the first technique is mirroring and matching rate of speech. That's the easiest one to do. It doesn't require a lot of uh, change of your tonal quality or anything else. It is just simply notice, is this person a fast talker or are they a slow talker? Right? Sure. That's number one. And then all that you do is adjust your rate of speech. Now, there's a presupposition inside of this. And, you know, you, you know me, guys. I'm all about scripts and dialogues. And I know sure. a lot of people like hear scripts and dialogues and they're, they want to run up into the hills. <laughs> However, right, you know, scripts and dialogues for me are, are an outline for you to be able to follow. They're not like followed verbatim. They're just an outline. And the reason that I, I really love like primarily that scripts and dialogues is because it allows me not to be thinking about what I'm going to say next or where I'm going to go. It's almost automatic. And when there's that automatic and, you know, when, I, when I'm, my dialogue is automatic in its response and I'm not thinking about where I go, I can put my focus on the client, right? So become aware of are they fast or slow and then subtly adjust yours to match them. That would be number one. Okay. okay. So number two would be a technique called a tie down. And what a tie down is, it's a very simple pattern in, in the Ericksonian uh, language patterns, which is you say words at the end of your statement, like, don't you agree? Right? Wouldn't that be great? Isn't that what you want? And what it does, and so I'll give you an example here. Okay. So I'd say, you know, you're beginning to recognize that this marketing proposal that we're going to use is absolutely going to expand your home to the most amount of buyers, aren't you? And when I put the aren't you on the very end, it forces agreement, right? And I, I don't like that word force, but it, that's really what it does. It makes it, it really creates, hard to say no. Yeah. It makes it very difficult to say no. It creates uh, a space in the conversation where the yes is almost automatic, right? And it, it, it validates everything before. Now, here's what you want to recognize. The more that you can get someone saying yes to you, right, the less resistance shows up. It's virtually impossible energetically to say yes over and over again and then find yourself resisting. So what we want to do to remove the resistance is use tie downs. Doesn't that make sense, guys? That does make sense. It does. It does. <laughs> it does make sense as a matter of fact. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Good. Good. Uh, a little downswing so, there. Yeah. So that would be number two. I think actually, Jay, you just hit on number three, right? And that is that if you want to be influential, then you want to learn to use what's called a downswing with your voice. Um, and a downswing is nothing more than at the very end of the sentence, you go down. Now, why do we do that? Um, and here, here's the, the primary reason, is that if you think back to your life, like growing up, people who were in a position of authority typically spoke down. They didn't swing up at the end of their sentence when they spoke to you, um, you know, your parents tell you to go to your room. They don't say, go to your room. They say, go to your room, pick up your clothes, right? Clean up, take out the trash. Now, you, you don't want to do it with a frown on your face. You want to do it with a right. smile because if you frown, then it sounds like you want to beat the crap out of someone. And that's <laughs> never effective in dialogue and relationship building. But it's very simple to do a downswing. And that is, I teach this little karate chop. Right. And what you do is you say, you know, sign the contract. 
And I'm just going to do a little, you can't see me, but with my body, what I was doing is like Bruce Lee, I'm like karate chopping down with my arm. And what you'll notice is this, is that your body will control your tone. And when I push my hand down, it changes the way that my tone actually sounds. Now, why do we not want to upswing? If I said NLP is a really effective technique, then what you're left with is, well, is is it? it? (laughs) Yeah, is it it really, right? It creates doubt, it creates uncertainty, and it sounds like you're insincere. And if you understand behavioral psychology, one of the four primary driving needs of a human being is certainty especially for all of our real estate friends that are listening right now in the audience when they're trusting a 300, 400, 500 million dollar home to you and they don't know you, you need to be doing everything you can to create certainty. And so yeah. the downswing going down at the end of, of every sentence creates that certainty, sounds like you're in control, and it actually leads into all the programming that that person has from their life to listen to people who speak in that way because they are the authority. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, you know, and I, and I think um, one way that, you, that I heard you express it, the first time I went to Sales Edge, Bill, and, you know, we went, we took the team in December, and we all came down to Dallas and heard you speak there, and it was enormously valuable for our team, and that kind of led to us, you know, studying as a group NLP. Um, but the way, way I, I believe you explained it the first time was think of a time when you asked a question where you were trying to create doubt. Okay. And think of how your voice, what happened, like, and, and we just did it a minute ago. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. You know, uh, really? Like just, just very simple, you know, question based kind of phrases. You naturally, like naturally, you don't even have to think about it you take an upswing when you create when you when you make a declarative statement pick up your clothes you automatically drop your voice you don't even have to think about it it's so innate yeah and another thing that i remember from when we were in sales edge like you you mentioned scripts and dialogues before you know some of our listeners are probably the type of people that have experience with scripts and aren't necessarily completely turned off but one thing that helped me as someone that really had to work on eliminating this upswing from when my question asking was just simply looking at the scripts on paper and getting rid of question marks and just putting a period. There's so much that happens when yeah. you see a, a sentence with a question mark at the end uh, that when you remove that, instead of starting to ask questions like, wouldn't you like to sign the contract? You start to say, wouldn't you like to sign the contract? And it, go- and it goes away. Absolutely. And, and just by removing and that barrier, you'll start to feel yourself say these more like declarative sentences than questions where you're hoping they'll say yes, if that makes sense. Good game. Super, super valuable what you just said for, for two things. Number one, we're conditioned that when we see a question mark, that we upswing. Yeah. And yeah. if you guys want to find out, if you guys really, you may go, well, I don't really do that. Here's a fun little thing. Um, number one, record yourself on some of your next sales presentations, whether it's over the phone or in person. Yeah. Then, number two, get a bottle of wine. You don't even need a glass <laughs> because when you go to listen to yourself, you're going to want that entire bottle with a straw. Right. right. So, because it may be painful. Um, and what you will notice is this what you'll begin to recognize is that you probably upswing more than you even recognize it. And it's these subtle, there's some great salespeople that are listening right now. Yes. It's these subtle adjustments that make huge and make a huge impact in terms of the results that you're getting. You don't need to overhaul for many of you listening right now. 
It's just you need to polish yourself off. Mm-hmm, okay? sure. And then number two is this. Gabe, you said this. You naturally, or maybe it was Jay, you naturally do this. Like this is, these are things that you naturally do. The only thing that I want to bring to you and, and to, to the world is instead of doing it by default and going, wow, that was really easy. I really connected with that person. What happened? Oh, they're really nice. No, I want you to do it by design so that you can duplicate the successes instead of it just being a one-off that happens every now and again. Sure. It's something that you can create at will. Absolutely. Well, Bill, this is this has been awesome, man. This has been so enormously helpful. I know our audience is just going to love hearing from you. But before I before I let you go, I have to I have to um, make make a bit of a confession. Um, you know, you you at your Sales Edge program, and we, we've talked about it a little bit today. Make sometimes you tell the story. I think you've told it at both the Sales Edges I've I've attended um, about the conversation when your wife had the realization that you were using NLP <laughs> on her, I recently had a similar experience. And, and the, con- the confession is that I now hear, and just on this call, as we've been talking, I'm hearing, I'm hearing automatic presuppositions, tie downs, you know, double binds. I mean, the things just, Facial just, just in and... your, just in your rate of speech, like naturally you've trained yourself to use these. And it's like, they're like bells going off in my head. As yeah. soon as I hear them, I want to call each one of them out, but I don't want to yeah. mess up your mojo there. But recently, no, I had a, <laughs> recently I had a similar experience with my wife. You know, the mirror and match has become so innate in me that when 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 a conflict arises I drop my tone I get real soft and calming I lean in like it, it's almost like I'm drawing her to me to try and resolve the conflict and she looked at me one day and goes will you stop that <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I thought I had to rethink it you know it it can backfire when someone knows you so well that uh you know that so so don't don't go double bind your you know double bind tie down adverb presupposition your best friend when you're taking a listing no way don't (laughs) go use this shit hey don't go use this shit on people that you know like honestly goodness do not go use this on people that you know because you're already in rapport with them yes right right like you're already in rapport then you start doing these these techniques and they're gonna go the hell's wrong with you like what are you doing like are you okay right and you Practice it on people you don't know in the grocery store, other places, et cetera. Where I love to use it, Jay and, mm-hmm. and Gabe, is at restaurants. Oh, yeah. I, we, my wife and I, we love, we like foodies. We love to go eat out. And we have used this over, because my wife got trained on it as well, too. And, and to Jay's point, when she found out, she came back mm-hmm. and came back for a weekend of attending it, came over, punched me in the arm and goes, you've been using this crap on me. I said, yes, and we're married and we have two kids. <laughs> it works. So it works great. Right. Um, <laughs> But we use it in restaurants and we end up getting always the best table. We end up, all, you know, like always connecting with the owner, um, becoming friends with them. It is just, it, it isn't just applicable for, for sales. It's applicable for you to have a life that you love, that inspires you and relationships that go deep. Right. Absolutely. And in this world right now of digital second screen phones, everyone looking, it's an art that's becoming less and less used. And I think relationships are the thing that people, really want that they miss out on. So I'm really grateful to have had the chance to be on this call with you guys and on this show. You know, thank you so much. And also for for uh, both of you guys, thank you guys for the commitment that you have to not just learn for yourself, but to bring this out to the world, right? I mean, that that that's a testament to just who you guys are. So I appreciate you both. Your entire no, man, that's, that's, that's why we do it. And, and, and Bill, we likewise, we appreciate your 
giving nature to share your expertise with the audience and with us and our team and all the people here. Um, you know, again, folks, check out Bill. You can find him. You can find real success on YouTube and all the, your favorite social channels. Check out Tom Ferry Coaching. You know we're a big proponent of it. Um, you know, we'll leave it there, Bill. But thank you again so much. We may have to have you back for two hundred one, three hundred one, four hundred one, maybe someday. Get get yeah. high, get high, high level. But uh, thank yeah, you so I much for thank you so much for giving our listeners an entree into neuro linguistic programming, folks. We'll be right back to to cap it off. But again, thanks, Bill. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Well, Jay, a lot of this stuff that we talked about today is not necessarily new to us because, like you said, this is the stuff that we talked about to Bill about, you know, week in and week out. But sure. I think the most important thing about it is, is none of this stuff is ever going to grow stale or grow old or stop working. I mean, this no. is stuff that the more you work on it, like we said, it's only going to become better and more useful. Well, Bill touched on it toward the end of his comments there. He said, you know, in a world of multiple screens and text versus verbal communication and, you know, certainly not much face to face. You know, this is becoming a lost art, but it, but that almost in and of itself makes it more effective. Absolutely. That's the best news you could ever hear. Absolutely. So if, if I'm going to be the one to pay attention to this and no one else is, well, I'm going to use it to my advantage because this is still an emotional state that people find themselves in when deciding to transact real estate. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use that to my advantage. I'm going to use it to help my clients get what they want. Definitely. And we talk about degrees of separation all the time. What, what could be a more important degree of separation than separating yourself from your competition based on how much influence you have? So let me ask you this real quick. And I know, I know uh, we got to wrap it up, but how many real estate agents do you think have the gall to tell their clients they're a great negotiator? <laughs> I'm sure there are some out there that have no problem saying I'm a great negotiator. The, there, there are, there are a few. Most mm -hmm. people don't have the gall to say Absolutely. that. It takes confidence. Of the ones that do say it, how many, many, right? how many of them are right and how many of them have their clients believe them? So the way that you have your client believe you when, you're, when you make a statement like that is have rapport, have influence, like portray what they expect to be influential. Yeah. Okay. I, I can almost guarantee, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, I'm really not trying to go there. But when I tell my clients I'm a great negotiator, they believe me. Mm -hmm. Well, if you guys are curious about NLP, you're curious about some of these things that we talked about today, you know, like Jay said before we broke, there was all kinds of information on the internet that you can look into. Uh, but Bill has got videos, you know, from real success and all kinds of things all over the internet. He's very easy to find. Absolutely. Uh, and he's maybe one of the most prolific speakers on this right now. So Absolutely. there's plenty of resources for you to tap into. But if you'd like to hear about how we use this and, and some of our views on this to go at a little bit of a higher level, feel free to reach out to us. You know, we're at www.resourcepodcast.net. Uh, and you can always get in touch with us on social or just shoot us an email. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And folks, don't forget to become a become a qualified subscriber at resourcepodcast.net and receive a full gear list. Absolutely. Full gear list of everything we use to produce this podcast and our other video shows. Um, some of you may be aware of the resource video show. If you're not, please feel free to find that on social or on YouTube. But again become a qualified subscriber, not only will you get future offerings from us, but you're going to get wrapped up pretty with links and picks and explanations what exactly it takes us to produce this show on a, on a weekly basis, and it's going to be delivered right to your inbox. You're beginning to realize that when you become a qualified subscriber, you're going to get many benefits that you couldn't get anywhere else. Doesn't that make sense? Wow. There we go. What so do you think? How, how better a way <laughs> to recap an episode of... of 
resource the podcast on NLP. There you go. With a awareness presupposition tie down closing. Mr. Gabe Pruitt, everyone. Let's give him a round. Rah, rah. Pause. All right, folks. Hey, we'll be back next time. This is resource real talk about real estate. We'll see you soon. Thanks, folks.